0: Okay, I think we can yeah lah, We can go live and then wait for people to kind of stream in. Oh, yeah. uh, we are live now actually.
1: Yes, I don't see yeah. anyone except uh,
2: Alex. yes. Same. All right. We, I, I think there's a bit of now. a delay. Uh, when on when we see ourselves and when it actually a- appears in the IG, because I have it on a different window as well. But we are live, mm. and so yeah. welcome to the podcast. This is the first uh, time in a long time that we have done uh, a live podcast. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. It's it just to check out. You all can see each other, also, right?
0: No,
3: in the IG. Huh? You I can see. see it it in the in the IG. IG. Oh dear, I've yeah. log into this IG
2: thing now. Is it? Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> but can you see yeah. each other when in the software or in the window? You can't. You can't. But you can so hear each other. No.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. You know why? Cause I did uh, I did a layout specifically for us so that we can see ourselves in the thing. But no wonder. Yeah, but if you want to see each other in the room, I need to add left, add right. I don't know what that is. So I'm just not I'm just gonna play it safe and not do anything.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> so yeah, it means that y'all cannot see each other. Y'all can see each other on the IG lah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, correct,
0: correct
2: and Oh, I I'm see it now. See yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway, we we can just uh, kind of banter and, and talk about it. And mm-hmm. our topic for today is sex sells, but at what cost? Yeah, it's a very sexy topic. Today, it's a very sexy topic. Yeah, uh. uh, yeah. I'm so sorry for all the the students that are that um uh, we don't have a special any special guest today. It's just the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> So where oh, do we not begin? Guys, I
0: only got both
2: our guys. Quite, ha- quite handsome also, lah. Huh? I'm sure you get a lot of likes on your Instagram, right? When you you post.
0: Uh, okay, la. Not, <laughs> not, not, not that many.
2: <laughs> and on to the topic yeah. that we are supposed to talk about. We don't
0: start so fast, ah. Uh, we only got four
2: viewers, and it's like two of us, our own self. Yeah, la But I mean, we, once we once we finish, we can always archive and it comes out in an IGTV thing.
0: Okay. Although having said that,
2: Instagram actually is ending IGTV. Okay.
0: Yeah, but actually on your post, you said we start at
2: 10.10. 10, oh, yeah.
0: Mm, so we're a bit
2: early. Okay, la, we can t- just chit-chat with each other first. La. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I
2: so think on all? this
0: topic,
1: yes, I, I can talk about the feelings that I'm feeling while right I'm going to be this, talking about this topic
2: right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think, to be honest, um, to be very honest, and I want to start it on a very raw page, right? Mm. I actually feel a little bit anxious. While I was just thinking about what am I going to be talking about this topic, right? Mm. Um, I was actually thinking about like who is going to be listening, and if they're going to be listening, what kind of perceptions and opinions they're going to be forming about me, for example, because mm. of my opinion. Yeah, so I think I thought that was some jitters that I was just having, and then I was just like, "How am I going to say it in a very objective manner, right? But if I'm going to say it in an objective manner, then how aligned and how congruent it is with me, la, as in how I honestly feel." So yeah, that's my response about you know the session today. What about yours, anyone? Yeah, I think
3: I connect a lot with what um, Iny was saying. I was thinking, how to not sound like some judgmental auntie, yeah. Maybe people <laughs> really see me that kind of lens you know how to be how to adopt a real curious uh, position but at the same time uh, being being sensitive towards um how different people view this issue yeah so i think that's the dilemma that i'm
1: facing now i feel
2: as if like i i i'm, I'm someone that wears my heart on my sleeve so if i feel something i just let go la. so that's that's the thing about me uh, and I, while I might want to try to be objective and see the pers- see something from another perspective, but I again like I said, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So I see only I let go.
1: <laughs> lee what about you?
2: Uh, to be honest,
0: I haven't thought too much about the topic that we are going to talk about because my mind is very much on Ukraine. Uh, mm. And it's been it's been so much all over the news and. You notice that nobody's talking about COVID anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, really just, you know, as someone who is very interested in politics and history, uh yeah So I've just been following what's going on and, you know, looking at how they, they've. I think they have almost seized uh, the biggest nuclear reactor in Europe uh, as of today, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and what how that has implications for the rest of Europe and Asia is. Quite
2: scary la. yeah in the grand scheme yeah. of things I think mm. that uh after we after uh, you know in the grand scheme of things uh, the topic that we're talking about right doesn't really have uh that much of an impact compared with say war in you know yeah. in uh mm-hmm. in you in Ukraine and, and whatever I'm sure the fallout from that the impact of that will be s- very significant yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. so yeah we, we don't know what will Happen or how how this is even going to end uh, or even yeah. whether will it end or what kind of what kind of other actions or countries may be dragged into it yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: yeah
2: you know there was uh there was this uh video that I was watching about uh with Ukraine's um mm. President Zelensky, Mm, and he was talking about how, uh, you know, like, at what what stage will other countries help them, start to help them and uh, fight the war and and stuff, right, and he made such a very impassioned uh, plea, it was very uh, very interesting, very inspiring to watch him Mm -hmm. speak. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know he's an ex comedian, right?
2: Yes, yes, and yeah. he played the so president he, in yes. the show that he acted in. One of his
0: shows. Yes. In one of
2: his shows, that's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: So he's probably quite good at you know speaking and being in front of people and all that. Yeah, but I was telling my wife also that the psychological warfare that they are fighting has been quite brilliant. Uh, and I always think that comedians are brilliant uh, psychologists. They have a really good understanding to the human mind. Yeah. Mm. So so one of the interesting things they did was they captured the Russian soldiers, right? Mm. And then they sent out a notice and said that uh, mothers of these soldiers, uh, you can come to Kiev and collect your sons. We're going to release them back to you, mm. right? Uh, and then they mm. gave them very spe- very very specific instructions how they can travel to Kiev because a lot of the transport lines are cut. Uh, so give them very specific uh, instructions how to how to go there how to collect to contact the Ukraine uh, foreign ministry, uh, you know, and all that. And so that's really quite, quite brilliant uh, uh, psychological warfare uh, because it, it really weakens the resolve of the enemy to fight. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And, I, and I, I read another article about how Russia had underestimated the psychological resolve of Ukraine yeah. because they send in their paratroopers. And paratroopers apparently, right, they're supposed to be this very shock and shock and awe kind of. Uh, in in so the 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 article wrote that you know as they are as they are parachuting, that's the when they're most vulnerable and they can be you know mm-hmm. shot dead or whatever it is. Uh, but the, they still send them anyway because of the impact, and it's meant to be if they are if they're not expecting any resistance, then they send the paratroopers mm-hmm. because the paratroopers will shock and awe, and they're these very big big people. You know, it's almost mm. like as if like they're um, going into uh, kind of like get everyone to to follow their uh, their their instructions or whatever. So it's, it's meant to be like a, a put down like a insurrection or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But yeah. because they they didn't expect such a big resistance to be put up, mm. and therefore all the paratroopers didn't didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I, w- I want to talk yeah. about This topic more leh. <laughs> I'm just
2: thinking Did we sell Did we like sell the then? wrong thing Okay what do you want to say About this Quickly quickly Before <laughs> yeah, yeah, 9, yeah. 10, 10 you know, leh,
1: there's a lot of things To talk about
2: Say lah Say lah Just go lah <laughs> we need la, Another episode we, explore,
1: we, yeah. we really need Another episode because I, I felt uh-huh. there's a lot of things we can actually learn from the Ukrainians. Yeah. Um, there's mm. a lot of things that we don't see. You know, we always heard about it in history, but we are seeing it mm. in life, you know, and it's actually happening. Well, mm. Tonight, mm. we don't have enough time to talk about it. Perhaps we mm. can do another episode just to talk about, I mean, some of the feelings and sentiments that we have
2: uh, about mm. the current world. Top two happening. points that you have, that you want to make. Top I'm just curious. Points. Top two points that you want to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, (laughs) I just felt that um, what I really like and what I'm impressed is the unity and the perseverance and the determination Mm -hmm. that the Ukrainians are actually like not just the Ukrainians but even yeah. the neighbouring countries. Because I do understand there's like millions of refugees who are taking shelter in the neighbouring countries and mm. everybody is just welcoming them without you know just you know like saying no, no, no. So mm. I thought that was something that wow everyone is united on this note and it's very mm. amazing that it's not arranged, it just comes naturally like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know the perseverance and the determination to protect your country, you don't get to see it in real life playing it out. Yeah, so to, to me, I'm like, wow. Yeah, although I, I'm, it's very sad because there's a lot of, you know, tragic and uh, catastrophic yeah. events that's happening in a country that shouldn't be. Yeah, mm-hmm. so which is what I'm saying. <laughs> I a lot of to say, but let's get focused because I saw the time, 10-11. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, you realise, uh, this, this whole thing about Ukraine, right? Um, it, it's the one, Ukraine... One minute to wrap up. You, huh? re- Ukraine today, and then someone yeah. was saying like, Taiwan tomorrow... And possibility mm. of other countries. Like, so Singapore the next day as well. Because yeah. we are you know we are also mm. one of the like yeah. underdogs, right? We 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 keep we mm. separated from the mainland kind of thing. Yeah. And then you know another Yeah, and you I know uh, you, you, you you know uh, you know uh, the Ukraine uh, yeah, they yeah, got yeah. they got backside, they can escape into Hungary, Poland, whatever, right? Singapore got no backside, yeah. no you yeah. <laughs> you escape yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, it's okay. we need another. We need another episode. another. episode, okay. So stay tuned for the next one, right? So <laughs> make, How do we gonna lead into the this this topic? Uh, talking about backsides <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay.
0: And what about backsides Segway, ma We need a Segway in the topic,
2: right? Yeah. Uh Okay. How How did we start this topic the last time, uh? uh we were talking about. Uh, we are talking about this, um, okay, so I mean, let's just come out and, and, and call it, right, that we want to talk Maybe. about, uh, you know, uh, how people conduct themselves in terms of, uh, you know, starting uh, content, creating content online and transmitting it to other people and where do we draw the line of whether it's okay or not okay. Uh, obviously, there's a, a criminal law that says that You are not supposed to transmit obscene material Uh, and at the same time how do we juggle this as well because sometimes uh, you know where does it border on being criminal and where does it border on being private right because you
0: can you can lay some groundwork in terms of what uh triggered not trigger, but what what uh, what made you want to, to talk made, about what this made topic? Us as a team to talk
2: about this yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Yeah, uh, I was mean, of course we. Thing, uh. Of course, the, the Titus Lowe incident. You know, him being very famous on OnlyFans and you know being mm-hmm. called out for having uh, uh, an OnlyFans channel and uh, sending almost pornographic material to on his channel. Uh, yeah. And I think it's it's one of those very interesting ways of. Uh, buying content and uh, receiving content, uh, at and at the same time, uh, because of this thing happening, uh, I think Aware also put out a statement to say that um, when it comes to willing, not willing buy, willing sell, but more of like you know two parties that are consenting adults and they they consent to sending and receiving obscene material, this should not this is something that's in their private lives and should not be. The purview of criminal enforcement. So I felt very strongly about that because, you know, about this this whole thing about Singapore being a nanny state and being told what to do and how we want to live our lives. Does that mean that if I want to send, um, you know, material about myself to another person, in the in the light of, uh, you know, flirting or foreplay or whatever it is? That's not that's not possible. But that's personal life, ma. So how? Why? Why is there like a something that, that you know like encroaches on on criminality? That's my question, lah. Yeah. And you're all silent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, need to, really
1: I need to I need to justify. <laughs> I need to justify. Yes. Uh, my silence is not because um, that. Uh, I I don't know how to respond, but because my head is actually thinking on something else when you were talking about it. So it Ah. sort of like spark something else. Um, It sparked two words in my head. Um, It's sex and shame. Right? Um, it's vaguely digressing. And <laughs> hence, I'm like, uh, should I be responding or not? So I'm just saying out loud, like, where am I and what's my state? La? <laughs> yeah. So, sex and shame, it's something that I connected with um, when you spoke about what you spoke about. Yeah. So, that's where I am to account for the silence.
2: What mm, about the rest? Yeah. Yeah. Can you say a little bit more about sex and shame? Like, there's a lot of shame mm. surrounding sex in our cultural mm. context.
1: Yes, yeah yes. Uh, yeah and I I, I think I, I felt strongly about that because I think it is quite pervasive um, in terms of the shaming mm-hmm. um, I think my um, perspective of wanting to talk about it it's the the shame the shaming and its effect on us
2: mm-hmm. right yeah. how
1: deep how long, how pervasive how does it actually affect us in trying to even, satisfy our sexual needs for example and now just thinking like we're all humans right right deep down inside we definitely have some sexual arousal right we definitely feel you know something you know that's why we're humans right this is our sexual need ma. that's why it's called a need it's not called a want there's a want as well but there's always, the, always there's this need then how do we satisfy this need without feeling ashamed Right. So, I uh, when I was just thinking about this, I think what came into my mind was, you know, the culture and the customs. I'm wondering whether those um, intention that they probably have was because they wanted to protect the young and the vulnerable, and hence certain cultures, certain practices came um, into reality, and you know, it's sort of like passed down in generations, lah. But then I'm just thinking, then how relevant is it? Um, are are we actually you know, in this current modern society with this knowledge and things like that, uh, is it still relevant? Um, should should we actually adapt, change? What shall we? What should we be doing about such perspectives, lah? Yeah. So that, that's where I am. Anyone can respond, if I'm that think, question.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, to to introduce some also some nuance to this part about shame. So I think it's also useful to think about, you know, uh, whether. There are some types of sex that are more uh, associated with shame than others, right? Uh, In certain types of contexts. What are some contexts that are more regarded as shameful in our society? Uh, Whether it's a relationship context or whether it is a social kind of context, right? Uh, Whether sometimes within uh, certain demographic groups or within certain age generations. Uh, they may have slightly different views and associate certain uh, behaviors uh, more more with shame, yeah. So, so actually, quite interestingly, I was listening to a podcast. Um, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar, this guy called Du Francis. Uh, he's an influencer. It's quite, if you go on YouTube, you can find he has a lot of videos where he uh, records conversations of himself with his friends. La. Yeah, And they talk very openly about uh, their sex lives. Uh, and this guy is not very young he is maybe in his early 30s yeah but in in one of the interviews he gave recently he talked about how uh he even for himself who is quite open with this topic uh, he's shocked at how open the young even younger generation is uh, uh, and and that that surprises him yeah so so sometimes also uh, to think about you know uh what groups what context are more highly associated with this idea of shame and sex yeah
3: maybe i can share something interesting that i saw uh, with regards to context so there's this advertise, there's this food and delivery company in india called Zomato. So, of course, uh, when you're a company, you need to advertise, right? So, they were finding like, okay, where can I advertise? Which one is cheap to advertise? And they found that advertising in porn sites are actually cheaper than advertising on like Google and Facebook. So, this very interesting company decided to advertise on the porn sites, you know? And then they faced such a huge backlash from public, which is quite ironic quite the irony Mm. because you are going there to watch porn but when you see a company advertising something there you you shame the company you start saying things like oh this company has no morals it's advertising on a porn website yeah so i I thought that that irony is also quite interesting like um i mean in relation to the topic about sex sales at what cost right so um there was just this thing about how the company lost its branding lost its image after such a uh uh, advertising
2: shift that they did lah. yeah. Don't, don't you find it really very, um, I, I don't know, I find it very perplexing because the the yeah. culture that we have is that sex is just, you know, taboo and bad, don't talk about it, you know, and it's it's, 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 it's just uh, under the carpet, shameful and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and it I, I feel as if, like, it really needs to be, we need to be more sex-positive, but how else would we be able to have positive thinking about desire or pleasure or you know when I mean, when 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 sex is so taboo and, and negative right it just all becomes uh, you know under the same umbrella it's bad you know and whatever you get in trouble for it you know and 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 I think just this lack of. Sex positivity in that sense. You know, in America, right, there's this uh, very famous uh, podcaster called Dan Savage. He does this uh, love podcast, or or basically a podcast and a show that deals with um, uh, relationships and and love and whatnot, and and a lot of uh, uh, sex positive uh, talk in there as well. So, what he did was he actually uh, organized a pornography film festival. And he encourages his listeners right mm-hmm. to record uh, amateur films or amateur videos of themselves having sex as a pornography and and the film festival they they, they play all of it mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's meant to be uh, you know uh, be able to celebrate the positivity of sex. I mean, we'll never ever have that in Singapore, lah. I don't imagine in the next, like, maybe 10, 15, 20, 30 years. But I mean, the the idea, the notion of it, just being able to push that, that message and saying, like, you know, sex is just positive. You there are many different versions of sex. If you're not happy, if you don't watch it, you no. Know, but if you want to, uh, if you are, if you want to be able to celebrate it, you know, you know, feel there's all this material out there. Feel free to to watch everything that you can, and and partake uh, of uh, it. Yes,
1: thanks. Thanks for bringing that up, Elf. Can I just jump in? and ask a provocative question.
2: Yes, <laughs> go would, ahead. <laughs> I'm waiting for it.
1: How, yeah. How would each of you embody being positive about so, sex? So how would you, Elf, how would you, Ray, how would you, Hiran? embody this idea of being sex-positive? <laughs> Are you all, like, done? Oops.
0: I, I, I think, for me, uh, I think the what Elf uh, mentioned about this guy uh, what was his name again?
2: Dan Savage.
0: Uh, Dan Savage right yeah so yeah. Uh, that's probably a bit too out there for me. Uh, I, I think my own background in terms of my upbringing and uh, my own religious beliefs I think that's a bit, probably a bit too out there for me uh, and I will imagine also because we live in a society where people are connected right um, so yeah. we want to also be careful about people who may be offended by uh uh, activities or stuff like that yeah so i I imagine here wow i think (laughs) i think the i think the i think people will be really really offended with, with something like that yeah so i think for me actually this is quite interesting because uh i mean you you know i have kids right and my kids are not they are growing up quite fast faster than sometimes i hope for them to grow up uh and we, my wife and I also realized that at some point, this is something we have to talk to them about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think for me, uh, being positive would mean, uh, you know, not having to uh, hide or, or or kind of use euphemisms, uh, but to be able to talk about these topics you know, honestly and openly. Uh, but of course, within the context of what our family values would be like. Yeah. So so that that for me would be
2: how probably I would see yeah, it. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you because there's there's also this thing about how do we want to uh inculcate and educate and uh you know teach our, our kids about sex. Mm. And mm, the yeah. idea also and then there's also this other idea, like, you know, to what extent is it a, 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 a group thing that means like you know, you we need to be uh, agree as a group, like these are the, the things that we can have so I remember long long ago, or, or some time ago, there was this thing about the Ashley Madison thing, right? And everyone is like, "Oh no, they cannot come to Singapore. You cannot have the group in Singapore." Mm. Blah blah blah. Mm. You know. Mm. So at the same time, like, what does one you know does if some people think this way, and these are their mm. values and this is their thinking, does that necessarily translate into you? Oh, that's wrong. You have to follow the rest of, uh, what other people think. Is is uh, is there some leeway in in our society and culture for people to have? to entertain their own uh, values and thinking.
1: But what about you, Elf? Is in like, how would you embody it personally?
2: How would I embody it? Uh... Yeah.
1: Yeah. How, so I'm, I'm wondering when I say embody, right? It's almost as if we have this presupposition that we are sexually positive, right? How would then you align your feelings, your thoughts, and your behavior to this presupposition? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I'm just thinking it out loud because I'm just thinking like sometimes when we talk about certain things, it we sort of like get connect to it, Um, but how do we actually demonstrate it? You know what I mean? Like the specific concrete parts. Yeah. What do you think?
3: I, I really agree with what Liren said about creating that yeah. culture of conversation. You know, in our time, uh, school would give us yeah. this like consent form about uh, sex workshop or something like that <laughs> to even bring home yeah. that form uh, and ask my mommy, daddy to sign. Wow, well, don't yeah. I see I tell you, I don't know where to hide my face. You know, because that's how, how it was last time. You cannot just openly talk about such things, you know. Mm. So I really agree about creating that culture. I mean, it doesn't really have to be talking about sex per se. It could be like, let's say you see mm um a woman's body used to advertise something you know even talking about those kind of topics about woman's body and how it's being used in mass media so i guess it's it's you have to talk about different components to really mm. to really like embody that whole thing about healthy sexuality that positive sexual uh thing yeah not not just uh, sex or this yeah you get what i mean mm. yes yes
1: yeah, I think Ray brought up a good point because um, sex is very, very general. There's a lot of things that goes into sex itself, right? Yeah. yeah, so definitely I do agree with like, you know, how then do we even talk about like nudity, for example, right? Um, Are, are we okay with nudity because we are born naked? then you know but but because we want to respect people's culture we want to respect the society right so hence nudity is something that's not seemed to be appropriate so when i was just thinking about this it sort of like i sort of like record my conversation with my son so he was talking to me like mama why can't i watch m eighteen or r21 videos and films so i said because they actually some of them um, included some nudity And then I asked him, would you be comfortable looking at nude nude bodies? And I explained to him, what does it mean to be nude? So my son, who is about 8 plus, he said, no, I'm not comfortable and I don't want people to see mine. So then I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, because you're not comfortable. And because you're not comfortable, I knew that and I didn't want you to watch the movies. And hence, there was this guideline that is being stipulated lah. Yeah, so I mm. think a lot of conversations about how do we um, not shame the body because I think I'm very mindful and conscious about not shaming and I realize mm. that it's very difficult. Because I realise that sometimes unconscious, unconsciously, I'm still shaming, you know, people about certain sexual. Whether is it you know, is it being too sexy? Are you revealing too much? You know, so we're not even talking about sexual in the course, right? But the sex appeal yeah. is something that I'm trying to consciously work towards, not shaming. How can we talk about it in a more I don't know what kind of light to paint it. Seriously, yeah, yeah. So, which is
2: why this that some of the thoughts that you, I you know, I I like to think yeah. that I'm very progressive and very liberal. <laughs> right? But that, you know, in the other in one one day, right, I had a meeting with my like the top management and whatever, right, And one of my colleagues who came in, who's in my team, lah, and I and she came into a Zoom session in a spaghetti top. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, can you please put on a jacket? Uh, private tax, can you please put on a jacket? <laughs> and so so even though I like to believe that I'm progressive, i like, <laughs> you know, inside mm. I'm still this like uh, very conservative kind of thing. Uh, and very interesting also that you bring out this, uh, this idea about nudity because if I were to go to a gym or if I go to a pool, you know, I'll, I will be happy to, to wear uh, Speedos, I'll be happy to NL swim, you know, if I go to the gym or whatever, I will be happy to work out uh, topless, for example. But when it comes to sh- taking a shower and everything, like, wow, I must cover, no, cannot cannot be cannot expose myself. You know what I mean? And I'll I'll do the, the towel dance thing, you know, with the if I don't have a if there's no place to uh mm-hmm. change, right? I have to change in front of in, in front of the in the in the room, I'll put a towel and then I'll, you know, uh remove my whatever it is under the towel. So that no one mm-hmm. you know I w- I won't be seen by anyone. <laughs> so again mm-hmm. that you know that there's this, this sense of I like to believe that I'm progressive, but actually I'm not, no, I'm very I'm very conservative. <laughs> actually this is fascinating right because i
0: think this this kind of reminds us that uh, that we are social creatures right and that as much as we as much as we like to think that the individual freedom and beliefs are absolute are uh, they really not right because what is acceptable uh, will probably differ to some extent uh, within different contexts yeah so what, what you might be able to be you you know what you wear to the gym uh it's not what you would wear to an office meeting lah, right uh and what you would you know do uh when you're work when you're working out you know what you wear when you're working out is not 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 the same as you know when you're in the shower room and and all that so so actually there's there is different context uh and what is acceptable then depends on this context lah. yeah so so i think also then to think about you know, we were talking about uh, OnlyFans, right? Uh, yeah. And whether within that context of a transactional relationship where somebody's paying for content, uh, should that then be seen as uh, wrong, whether legally wrong or morally wrong? Uh, which i think are two different things
2: lah. La. Yeah. i'm sure so there's a demand sure. right i mean I, I mean there's a reason mm. why content creators can make money there's a reason why Titus yeah. low can afford a Lamborghini. Yeah. you know that that's there's, there's uh what a uh willing willing demand willing supply right and i'm sure that, that 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 there will be people who are willing to pay for it yeah. so having said that should it be criminal if if we're willing to pay if they're willing to pay for it I don't know, we don't have to answer that question. I'm just putting uh <laughs> I putting it out there. Yeah.
1: yeah. I I I was thinking because I think I recall a previous conversation that we had, like you asked me if let's say my son decided to be a content creator and bought open my response, right? Yeah. <laughs> so and I was just like yeah, I mean, so now when you ask me again, so what happened after that conversation is I actually went to have a conversation with my husband and asked him last so if I was someone to be a content creator. Are you okay with it or not? So then I realized, mm-hmm. it, I mean, we were able to agree on some grounds. We felt that, you know, um, honestly, if he really wants to do it, how can we actually stop him from doing it? So I I, felt that, I mean, I can give him my my advice, I can give him my point of view, I can share with him what are some socially appropriate things to do, what might be some of the consequences. But if he's really into it and he really wants to do it, and he's an adult, right? I, I don't know how I could actually stop him, right? And then I'm also wondering then, in the conversation, if I am stopping him, how does my son understand my action of wanting to stop him? How would that? How would he actually respond to me trying to stop him? Right? And then what, the, what, what, what will happen after that? So I don't have an answer like what else said, but if you ask me, I will see my point of view. right? I will not chase him out of the house. Um, if that is really what he wants to do it, after making all the consideration and decision, he has to like, because I have no way to stop him yeah so, so that's that's where i am for it yeah what about the rest
3: actually i'm curious about their intention you know is it really mm. a money making thing is it something that you do to seek attention I, i'm curious about where it comes from because i was listening to this um Interview by a content creator right and she said that when she posts pictures of herself on instagram right then there'll be like some perverts who come and like message her and like want to get to know her and all and i think she got very frustrated trying to deal with all these perverts so she decided okay why not i profit from it lah? so she decided to join only fans and become a content creator so that's also a very interesting angle um that some of these content creators come from, yeah. It so it, it, when, to answer El's question, whether it's morally right, li- morally right or legally ri- legally right, I also feel like there's that intention of these content creators that we need to consider, la.
2: You'll be surprised, uh, you know, like it it, it can be very, uh, it can get to your head, one, you know, like you you put mm-hmm. out content and people appreciate it, they like it or whatever, it yeah. it, it gets to your, it gets to you, you know, mm. yeah. yeah yeah and then some people just do it for likes. We are not
0: experiencing it now because nobody watching our (laughs) life that's good Uh, yeah it does it does i think the adoration and the attention that you get right it can be quite intoxicating uh. yeah Yeah.
2: and what more right if people are willing to pay for it oh i'm on top of the world no Yeah. yeah Of course, of
3: course. But I also worry yeah. that it will lead to a lot of like eating disorders or depression or maybe even sexual-related um, dysfunctions mm-hmm. or sexual-related mm-hmm. trauma also. We wouldn't know, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah, they are yeah, so
2: yeah.
3: involved about mm. creating that's content the, every other week.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's mm. the thing about the Instagram, right? Because in um, uh, f- at the point of time, Facebook, when they were still called at Facebook, they had their own internal reports about how Instagram was affecting young uh, mm. ch- young. Yeah. Uh, adults mm. and yeah. one of the the demographic that was very troubling for them was that uh, young uh, girls young mm. young girls were actually spending a lot of time on Instagram and going mm. through a lot of body image issues as well mm. yeah and I think yeah. uh, that's an, a, a prime example of how uh, w- technology wanting to you know connect the world or whatever right but having having uh impact in a negative way on a certain group of people. And I guess maybe in this sense, uh so if if Facebook or, or now matter, they want to uh, restrict or they want to protect that group of people, whether it's in their purview to do so, whether they want to do so. I guess if I were to see from the other point of view in Singapore then it would mean, you know, how can we also protect vulnerable groups of people when mm. there is yeah. this content on online? Yeah, yeah. And, and of course the mm-hmm. the way to protect would be to make it illegal la, or criminal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, i mean, I guess actually
0: this is a, it's an interesting point that Ray brought up about the trauma. Uh because I think it is a reality that for many content creators they don't quite I mean I mean you all content creators start out small, right? Uh they start out by posting one picture, two pictures, it goes viral and then you are slowly accumulate a following. Uh, and they, I think, for many of them, they don't realize the onslaught of attention that they get, both the positive and the negative, and how to cope with that. Right. So Ray really brought up a point about, you know, how possibly these may lead to issues of trauma as well. Yeah. And and I was, I was just thinking about YY's Wei uh, in his question to the, I mean, about her son, right? And if your son wants to do something like that, right? Which, what would you do as a parent? Because i think the reality is when we are younger uh, we tend to be more gung-ho and daring and put ourselves out there Uh, but as you become older you grow up then you we, we tend to become more conservative generally we tend to become more careful about how you put yourself out there and you know you wonder sometimes whether young people who put themselves in or they put out you know pretty compromising images of themselves online whether at some point in the future they're going to regret this and the internet never forgets you know Um, so yeah so that is also something uh, worth thinking about Uh, for me as a parent that's probably one of the uh, angles I would be thinking about you know is this is this going to be something you will regret uh, in the future even if you really want to do this now yeah and, and,
1: and on this note, is it okay I just add something? Because what Liyuan was sharing, right, something came to my mind. And then I was just asking myself, I think it's really impossible that my son would actually want to do it. And then I was asking myself, how did I have this question in my head, like this comment and this conclusion that my son is not going to be like that. Then I was just like, I mean, I'm recalling about how I have conversations about him, about his body, um, about like we don't talk about sex lah, because it's too young to talk about sex. But yes, um, it's more of the body that we are actually putting our focus on. How we talk about protecting yourself, how we want people to take advantage of you, how do you need to start respecting others and respect yourself. So then I'm just thinking then along these lines and if let's say everyone is creating that, you know, just now Elf was also saying that sex positivity, right, where we create a very safe space for them to ask questions. You know, sometimes children teenagers they just have a lot of curiosities and if there's this mm-hmm. space that they could talk aloud right mm-hmm. and then bounce ideas I, I i'm wondering then how how can we sort of like start to align them a little bit better and perhaps like what lee said right allow them to make choices that they will not regret in the future right so this current space where we sort of like whole different opinions different thoughts um, it's, it's very helpful because then we can start to, to sort of like talk things out a little bit more, um, hear different opinions, add on, and build on to each other's thoughts. Yeah.
2: I, I'm talking about sex positivity. I also feel like as if like, we really need to have like uh, a rethinking of what is being taught in schools. Like, you know, uh, they, they, it's very technical, right? Like, you know, the, the, the condom goes over the banana, the whatever, uh, the... It, it, it tends to be so very technical and then they, they do the, the fright the scary thing you know they frighten everyone mm. show all the uh, the the vd the the sex diseases and whatever you know and then yeah. these are the consequences uh, and and it's almost like saying like uh, oh it's very bad if you have sex basically uh, and and no one talks about how or uh, no one talks about you know the, 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 the process of growing up, like, you know, as you grow up, you idolize someone, you desire someone. Mm-hmm. This idea mm-hmm. of, you know, how do I manage this idea of pleasure? And mm-hmm. no one no one talks about it. I, at least I don't remember talking about it when I was growing up. La. <laughs> yeah, and I, <laughs> yeah, I don't I know what it's you like. Different
0: generation, <laughs> la. I think now a bit better. I think <laughs> a
2: <piece> better. <laughs> do they talk now, about these now things the, now? You
0: know the, the sex ed curriculum is actually called growing up years. Uh, so it's a bit less mechanical and biological than it used to be. Uh, but I think to be honest, it also depends very much on how comfortable the teacher is. Yeah. So if the teacher himself or herself is extremely uncomfortable with the topic, then they will just do the very mechanical bits, but you also have really good teachers who will be able to facilitate the topic well. Mm, Yeah. But again, I, I, I always think about this in. You know it's, it's not like people didn't try to make sex ed uh more lively and you know more engaging for the kids but we we basically fought a culture war over it right uh, the aware saga in 2009 was was basically about this whole thing uh so i think i think for moe they it's it's also not easy to find where the middle line is uh because uh whatever they teach the liberals are not happy and neither are the conservatives right so Mm. uh, there's always this tussle yeah so so if they lean towards the more conservative and then you know people like aware and the feminist groups are not so uh, are not happy with the curriculum uh, but if they lean the other side uh, then you get the conservative the religious group pushing back as well yeah so i i think i think the middle line is really hard to find yeah yeah yeah, so that's why it, end up, it ends up being very factual and mechanical and robotic la. <laughs> because that's the safest <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: and i
3: think the interesting thing is if you're going to have two different opposing sides like if you are going for a battle right well it would be very hard to create culture of open conversations conversations will always be skewed to either this side or that side yeah which mm. is the very unfortunate thing yeah and and we're talking about this positive sexuality and all. I, I don't know how to even talk about it if everything is going to be so skewed and one-dimensional.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm. Maybe at this point of time, we can ask some of our listeners. I, I see from our live count that we have six viewers. A grand total of six. A grand total of uh, six two, viewers. Two of
0: my students, uh, Sean and <laughs> Joshua, yes, you can ask some questions. Uh, Do Agu you have any...
2: To... Feel free to ask very difficult questions uh, of Liren. I uh, don't like that. La. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I ask them difficult questions in classes, and now they, they, they
2: Now, yeah, now it's now is time to pay back, so you, you can <laughs> ask us as difficult questions. Type it in the, the, the comments, and then we'll see what, what turns <laughs> up. You know, we can't um,
0: see who is in the who is in the live. Yeah, we I can only
2: see the history, but I can't see who is yeah. currently live right now. But it's okay. I mean, if you if they have something to ask, I'm sure mm-hmm. they will they will put it in the, the comments. Sure. You know, this is re- one very interesting thing. Uh, you know, when we were we were talking about it, uh one or two weeks ago, the things that we talk about very different, uh, from what we are talking about now. Yeah, correct.
0: How come, Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't know. I think our minds just. Wander in different
2: directions, <laughs> and we, we kind of build on each other's thoughts, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. brought up this thing about the last time that we talked about that. I found really really interesting this idea about calling out and calling in. Mm. Do, do you remember yeah. that? So like, what, what mm-hmm. context did we say talk about it? Like, uh, when something like this happens, we call out the other party, mm. and and we say, you know it's wrong. You shouldn't be act, uh, acting in this mm. way. Mm. Uh, and the opposite of that would be to call in, right, to to bring to mm. in, uh, bring them into the culture, bring them into the the value, and to to uh, experience mm. it for themselves.
0: Mm. I, I'm not quite sure. But I I raised that point in regards to this topic, actually, or whether oh, we were talking okay. about something else. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. But I th- I think generally the idea is, you know, about how I think there's a lot of calling out society today, uh, mm. I, whether, it, you know, whenever someone says something that is uh, offensive or say something that is uh, unacceptable, yeah. but there's a lot of calling out, uh, but I think in line with the topic of shame, I think calling out inevitably leads to a lot of shaming
2: yes. uh, but
0: because you are, you we, we basically this person is accused of uh, saying or doing something that's unacceptable, right? And, yeah. some, and, and sometimes uh, to the person, uh, they may or may not be aware of the unacceptability of the act. Yeah. So, so I suppose, I think now in the discourse, there's also this idea of calling in, Yeah. uh, uh where, which is apart from informing this person that what they have done is unacceptable. It's also about including this person, uh, in the process of, uh, of change. Yeah. So, so it's if you, if you kind of think about it in social work theory terms uh, it's a little bit similar to the idea of restorative justice mm. yeah where mm. where the person is also given a chance uh, to make amends uh, to learn to grow uh, and not just shamed uh, for the action and punished for the action uh. really great starting point because i think when there is safety then there is positivity right yeah when there's safety then there is no shame yeah uh so uh, because safety is basically the idea that you know you are accepted, uh, you are, you can be who you are, uh, and that is actually the crux of what sex positivity is all about, right? We don't have to use euphemisms, we don't have to use replacement words, uh, we can, you can talk about what is human very uh, openly and very simply, like very clearly, yeah.
2: yeah. Mm uh we have come back on live so we can just conclude now <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> if, if there's any conclusion okay
0: yeah so actually we can just <laughs> repeat what we just said la. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: summary summary point two point
0: summary, or three yeah. points yeah uh, i wait, wait. i see some other students hi elsh and hi ama i see you uh, but unfortunately you joined because while well, we are about to conclude yeah <laughs> So okay, maybe why Wai, you want to talk about your point that you were thinking about just now? Okay, we so very off.
1: briefly, yeah. um, I can't remember exactly what I said, um, but as uh, Elf was talking, as well as lee was talking, um. What I, it sort of like captured me was um Lira was talking about the calling out which is um shaming others, Elf was talking about sex positivity, um then I asked myself what does it mean to be positive and then I couldn't sort of like define what's exactly positive or negative, so because it's very subjective and it's in my own opinion and perspective, so I thought about using. You know, just now we, when we first started the conversation, um, I shared about sex and shame. So I, I thought the flip side, um, in in instead of shame, why don't I replace the word shame with safety? So safety, um, I'm guided by safety for myself, safety for people, um, whom I'm interacting with, safety for people around me who's probably re- receiving the information. Um, safety. I'm not talking about just the physical safety, but the psychological safety and the emotional safety. That you know, when they are talking about certain things, they are not being judged, right? But I also want to ensure that you know my intention is to make sure that they are also safe. How can I also bring that across? um with my intention as clearly as i can and hence with that anchoring our thoughts um how can we align um our intention actions thoughts feelings and behavior lah yeah i don't know whether did i was that what i think <laughs> i can exactly remember yes. yeah
3: somewhat somewhat i think it's a great summary i think i'll just add on a, a counterpoint yes. that lah. so actually yep. in a lot of trauma work Uh, We definitely do emphasize safety as the first few foundations when we do trauma work, but right, it's very sad that if we have to wait for all these people to get traumatized, then we talk about safety. So my concern is that when they are engaging in whatever acts, be it content creation or uh, I can't think of anything else, like, are they able to even identify what safety is? because things over the internet there's this like certain veil right it, it makes you feel like you, you are not out there it's like a shield so i wonder whether all this creates a false sense of safetyness. and also because of their their, their young age and all um, the ability to think further in terms of permanency of their actions right now i think i also worry whether that will interfere with with this concept of safety and whether they can really know what is safe safe yeah
2: yeah
0: go ahead go ahead yep oh, okay so yeah I wanted to just add on to his point about uh safety lah. because I I really think that's a great starting point uh because I think what we are trying to think about how to define positivity right and sex positivity I think safety is a is a great starting point because when you have safety then you are able to uh, talk about converse discuss uh, about uh, topics and issues in a way that is open yeah you don't have to use euphemisms you don't have to use replacer words right you don't need to sit you can say the word penis and you don't have to say like cuckoo bird or whatever right so uh, you don't have to use euphemisms like that you can talk about uh, sex very uh, clearly uh, and in a way that doesn't uh, in a way that doesn't uh, add this shroud of mystery or shame uh, to it la. yeah so I, I think that's something uh,
2: really uh, to think about uh, in in this composition as well yeah i i really don't uh, envy our leaders uh, i mean in, in that sense because you have to toe this they have to do this very fine balancing act right like how how much leeway to give how much not to give how who how to protect uh and uh yeah I, I, I think we all want different different groups want different things. like we want more, mm. more freedom to be able to do whatever we want to, to, to engage and, and, and express our affections in whatever way that we want. There'll always be that, that group. There'll also be another group that always wants to be protective of the younger children or the vulnerable group. Yeah, so many different contrasting and conflicting voices yeah, really really not easy to f- do that balancing act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do wish that we can be more sex positive though I mean I think that one that, that we can all agree on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. and I
0: think we can also all agree on the need to protect uh, the young and the vulnerable as well yeah.
2: okay we are going to wrap up and this is a good place to uh, end this episode episode yes. 9 <laughs> episode 10 will be on Ukraine <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh yeah by next
0: week if we meet and when we meet I think uh what we talk about will be probably quite different I think the war is gonna take a very different different, different yeah I agree point. yeah yeah
2: absolutely yeah <laughs> okay thank you everyone and thank you all our listeners for for tuning in thank you
0: yeah thanks, good night bye, and have a great have evening a and
2: great great uh weekend ahead bye